What's going on, sports family? It's your favorite two grown-ass men, Mike and Jamal. Two Game Sports Talk. The two game stands for two grown-ass men. Mike, good morning. Say what up to the sports family. What up, sports family? What up? What up? Happy weekend to you. What's going on, Jamal? Bruh, we got to talk about this, Mike. I, I just been, I, I can't bottle it up no more, man. It just got to come out, man. A couple weeks ago, you know, my Niners, the San Francisco 49ers, traded from pick number 12 all the way up to pick number three. Oh, yeah. So it was, it, it, it's, you know, the, the, the franchise came out and said, yes, we moved up for a quarterback. Now, of course, all these rumors and speculation and all this, all this stuff about the Niners are going to draft Mac Jones. So the sports family, the sports world has been a, a, a world divided because the question is, how in the hell the pick goes from Justin Fields or the conversation goes from Justin Fields and Zach Wilson? And, of course, number one is a lot, you know, Trevor Lawrence, all the way to, to move up Matt Jones. So the topic, the conversation is – how, how, like, how African-American quarterbacks during the draft process, how they, their stock either rises or sinks. And let's be real, history has shown that all it takes is some negative things, speculation, rumors, gossip, to drop their status. And again, the stats show that it's about half a round that African-American players, specifically quarterbacks, um, their 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 uh, potential gets diminished. So, Mike, I want to kick it over to you, man, and ask you: Why do you believe that is? I, I believe um, there's a lot of things at play, right? And if you were a team trying to get a quarterback or any player for that matter, um, you're trying to get them at the cheapest value possible, right? And so, a team may really like a player but they'll go out and be like, oh, well, this player has this flaw or this this thing is what, you know, showed up in their film. And, you know, so we don't grade them as high to, to maybe get their value to drop a little bit, their perceived value to drop a little bit so they can not, not have to trade up or um, expend other assets uh, to get this, you know, this player. And so – I do think that there's a lot of misinformation that, that goes on out there. Um, unfortunately, to your point, it, it seems to affect the, the African-American quarterback a little heavier, right? Like if we went back, going back now, knowing what we know now, it's hard to argue that Lamar Jackson shouldn't have been the overall number one pick in the overall draft, right? Like it's hard to argue that. And where did he get picked? Um and it kind of seems something similar is happening to Justin Fields in a sense of we all know he's top three or four quarterback in his overall draft, but somehow his his uh, stock keeps taking a little bit of a hit. He runs a great forty time. He's played on the biggest stage. You know he's thrown dimes in the biggest games and put up huge stats. Um, pro day was about as good as a pro day you could have. Um, and I don't think that he has a history of being injury prone. 
right? And so, and he's gone to Georgia and Ohio State, learned under two different offensive coordinators. Like, he's shown that he's adaptable. So, why isn't he a lock to be a top three pick? I, I don't know. I, I think um, there's a little bit of gamesmanship going on, you know, from organizations trying to maybe get his value to fall into where the range of where they may pick. Um, but it is unfortunate to see as a fan or as a casual fan or as an outsider where you could continue to see this happen with certain positions of players. Uh, you start wondering if, if there's a, a narrative that's out there. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, even when you look at um, the reports, the breakdown uh, on players, uh, specifically, again, the, the quarterback position, and you can see traits that, that if you didn't, if you, if you never saw these two players and, you know, of course, obviously one is black and one is white, you know, let's say hypothetically, you never saw these players and you read through their measurables, you read through their, you know, their, their talents and this and that and the other. And let's say they were the same exact, just, you know, just numbers were the same, same amount of wins. They won a national championship you know, Heisman Trophy, or even not. But once you reveal their color, oh boy, things change. And the reason why I say that and I bring that up is because it was, you know, this is a a topic that, you know, a lot of reporters did not broach until, you know, until this backlash towards uh, Justin Fields. Nobody didn't really talk about uh, Matt Jones, and this is not to bash Matt Jones, but it's just to do a comparison. Matt Jones had t- two DUIs that, you know, you didn't really talk about. Nobody talked about, but they talked about this guy, Justin Fields. He wasn't a first guy in and last guy out. He not a hard worker. He's, you know, it takes him. He can't process his progressions. He can't do this. He can't do that. And Mike, you and I know this. We we're average fans of sports. We watch a lot of football. We watch a lot of college football. These college systems aren't pro systems. So every team that is evaluating a quarterback, regardless of race, you 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 go into it knowing that hey look I'm going to have to you know get these guys trained up some more than than others but what it comes down to is the potential have you guys shown in the college stage that you can win that you can if if you know Bart uh, Bart Scott said this a few weeks ago or a week ago that if they're running systems if colleges are running systems where it's like one read and that guy is open then you throw it. What's wrong with that? <laughs> so, you, you know, and, and he's absolutely right. I agree with that. These, these systems are designed. They're spread offenses. And last time I checked, uh, when I go down through the, uh, the checkbox, did Justin Fields win, not only play in the big games, did he win them? Yes, he did. And, and two programs, two programs. And I also will say this. We, we've probably for over a decade, we've been saying how the NFL has evolved. And on the field it has, not off the field though, not off the field, because if we're talking about gauging a quarterback, again, like you said, Mike, you, br- you brought up a really good point. 
if you go back and rewind things and you said, knowing what you know now, Lamar Jackson would have been the number one overall pick. And But just think about that, Mike. Like, even leading up to the draft, now I'm not saying that Lamar had all the, the intangibles and he had everything that, that he was perfect about, but let me ask you a question. Did Lamar win the Heisman Trophy? Sure did. And he lit up all a lot of colleges. Like, you know, all, all those teams that tried to defend him, they couldn't run a scheme that stopped them. He threw to the open guy, regardless of if it looked ugly or not. It, you know, he, he his throwing motion, motion one, you know, it it wasn't up to par. But he got the ball there. He won big games and lit the NFL up. Now, granted, he's gotten far, farther, a lot farther than guys who went number one overall, regardless of when they were drafted. Baker Mayfield just got to the playoffs just last year. And look at all the off-the-field turmoil that he had going on or whatever. And I'm proud of Baker I'm, because he he's stepping up. He got that, that chip on his shoulder, but he's stepping up. But Lamar, what? how many years did he make, make it to the playoffs? Three, three consecutive years? And he was picked number, what, 31 or some shit like that? Get the hell out of here. You cannot tell me that this these situations have not evolved. Right now, it's, come on. Like, teams, stop making it about some dumb shit and make it about winning. Make it about yeah. winning. And, and and to your point, like, when they say, you know, they come from, like, a one-read, you know, offense or system or what have you, I guess my question would be, as an NFL coach, you're supposed to be the best of the best, right? you the cream of the crop. Are you telling me now that college coaches are more innovative and can get more out of talent than what you can, and this is your full-time job? You don't have to worry about recruiting. You don't have to worry about all this other stuff, you know, curriculums and all that stuff. And when it comes to college players, you don't have a limit of uh, interaction that you can have with a player. So you can spend as much time as you want with this player. And you're telling me a college coach is able to create a more innovative and one read scheme to make that player successful and you can't be innovative. It like it has to fit in the way you do things. So I, to me, that's my question for coaches and scouts is when you see a player that has this met these measurables and these talents and these type of things, are you saying that you aren't as talented as a coach to be able to get the best out of this type of player. And if that's the case, that's fine. But you need to come out and say that. Don't come out and say, oh, here's all the cons about this player. You know what I mean? To diminish their value. No, it's just as a coach, he doesn't fit my scheme because X, Y, Z. And this is why we went in this direction. But I think a lot of, a lot of general managers and coaches will not uh, step out and say, guess what? These are my limitations. And that's why I can't coach a player like that. Um, because now Harbaugh looks like one of the smartest coaches ever because he, he has created a system that's, that speaks to Lamar Jackson's strengths. And you trying to tell me like somebody like a Shanahan can't do that with a Justin Fields. Come on. I ain't buying that. Yes, sir. I I agree. And, and you know, just kind of extending what I was saying earlier is that 
how dare you call anybody if it was just, even if it was made up, but I mean, it's a joke. How dare you say that, <laughs> you know, Justin Fields is lazy. If I wanted to do a side-by-side comparison to, to, you know, just looking at physical attributes and, and derive who's lazy and who's not, you don't get a body like Justin Fields and, and, and be lazy. And when you look at Matt Jones, it's like, hey, bro, you looking like me over here, bro. <laughs> looking you like don't run a 4-4 in the 40 being lazy. You don't just yeah. wake up because your genetics gave you that and you can run a 4-4. That, yeah. just, that does not happen. It, exactly. And if you, uh, you, you know what, and that's just the physical part of it. Mentally, you're not lazy if you're demanding for the season to start back. He led that charge. Let's not forget that. He was one of the face faces to like, let's 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 get this petition signed so we can play football he had something to prove he had a chip on his shoulder you don't like anybody like man we we didn't play football and basketball at a high level but mike you know when we were when we were in school we didn't have to work out like you know what i'm saying like we worked out because we wanted to be in in good shape we love playing basketball. We love any type of sport we had an opportunity to play. And you know what? We could have been sleeping in on Saturday mornings. We could have been doing, you know, eating any and everything. But, you know, we chose not to because we wanted to We wanted to be the best wreck uh, ball player ever, <laughs> you know. But my point is this. It's just like, come on, like, you know, people have called it lazy and all that. To me, just it, it's just lies. It's not even yeah. being lazy. It's just lies. So just yeah. cut it out. But and and, and, and the late where the lazy label needs to go is in these scouts and these pundits that look at these players and diminish their value or or say that their skills won't transfer to the NFL because they aren't your typical X, Y, and Z. Well, the NFL today is not what it was five years ago or ten years ago or twenty years ago. The game continues to evolve. And so you can't compare these players to, you know, you can't compare a Justin Field to a Peyton Manning. The game is totally different. But can you compare a Justin Field to a Lamar Jackson or to a Cam Newton or to or even to a, a, a Mahomes? Like, it, does he have those type of skills? To a Tua, to a Sam, you know, a, a, a Rosen. I mean, there's a, I could go down the down the list, down the line. His skills transfer are more similar to a lot of the NFL quarterbacks that are in the league today that are being successful. But yeah, he doesn't look like a quarterback, a Marino, or any of those guys. Um, so I, I truly think that lazy label needs to go to these folks that are looking at at, at him and diminishing him. But like you said, saying Mac Jones come from Alabama, look at all the numbers he threw up, and like you said, not to knock Mac Jones. He, I mean. He's, he's going to be a steal for somebody, too. But it was universally known that he's a late first-round quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Now we're talking as if he should be picked number five or, you know, in the top five. Like, he's good, but he's a late-round, first-round quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Like, you know, when we're talking about the evolution of sports, and, and not just football, just the evolution of sports, man. Like, 20 years ago, man, you, hey – I don't care what level of basketball you play, whether it's in high school, college, or the NBA. If your center shot a three-pointer, you would be sitting for the rest of the game, okay? 
But now guess yeah. what? <laughs> now you got big men tr- traditionally who would have played center shooting threes and making them. You got guys that are 6'10", you know, bigger. You know, look at LeBron James. Traditionally, like in the 80s, the 90s, LeBron would have been playing like power forward. Call him alone. Center. He wouldn't be playing point forward or point guard or anything like that. Yep. So my point is that if you want to stay stuck in the past, for all those teams and the fans, I, I, hey, we are we are, are glorified 80 babies. We are 80s babies, man, when I tell you. So we appreciate how things once were. But you will get left in the dark if you don't have the willingness to evolve. So when you have defensive ends, damn near running three, four, eights, you, you better have a quarterback that can run just as fast. Because just think about the pressure that that quarterback puts, regardless of skin complexion, because that damn, I ain't going to lie to you. I, you know, I've been talking to you about Zach Wilson, white chocolate. <laughs> Zach Wilson got game. Yeah, he be told now, if somehow magically Zach Wilson slipped and fell to the Niners at pick number three, I'm not mad at all. Bring white chocolate on. Um, but <laughs> my, my point is, you must expect the Jets to do some jet shit on their draft. <laughs> hey man, that, that's the jet life, man. That's the jet life. But I tell you what, though, man, barring the owner, you know, sabotage and stuff. The Jets are they're in position to do like what the Miami Dolphins did. They're building their team. You know, be patient. You know, Jets fans, be patient. I'm not saying Salah is going to be the 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 end all be all solution, but I think I think y'all headed in the right direction. But you know, back to the quarterback position is that you know you you have to be willing to evolve and reevaluate you know current current things. I mean, if defensive linemen are running just as fast as tight ends and wide receivers, there's some defensive linemen that run just as fast as receivers. So how do you offset that? Mike, just think about the pressure that your quarterback can put on teams that want to send that blitz and be like, make them pay for it. But when you look at the the quarterbacks now, of course, there are outliers. And I got to put it, no offense to, to Tom Brady, Mike, Tom Brady is an outlier. He he is a unicorn, okay? Like he he's the best Niner fans. We gotta face it. Tom Tom Brady is the best quarterback to have done it. Right behind him, of course, is Joe Montana. <laughs> I gotta throw that out there. But um the reason why I say that is because if you look at the quarterbacks who have last won the Super Bowl or have represented the Super Bowl, just think about it. Patrick Mahomes. Guess what? He has the unique ability to extend plays. Colin, in no particular order, uh, Russell Wilson, same thing. Colin Kaepernick. I'm not saying that they won it, but look at the quarterbacks who represent it. Um, so my point is that the game is evolving in all directions, any position. And again, for those teams who, who I'm not saying that the traditional quarterbacks won't work, but I mean, you know, you go, you might get them killed too because they're sitting ducks back there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what y'all do with that first pick because, you know, we you either going to be texting me or calling me that you excited, or you gonna be like, what the hell are they doing out there? You, you, What's going on out there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I don't reach out, it's, it's it's bad news. If I don't reach out, it's bad news. But one thing I will say though. 
want to give a shout out to all those young men that are going through this process because you know what i can i can own up to it i am nowhere near good as any of them never have been never would will be but when i tell you the process that they're going through i hope they succeed i mean and you and i are always talk about this we in in places that we are wrong it's not that we you know we're we're you know, uh, sitting in a corner crying that, oh, we're wrong. We want to be wrong. Like if guys can make a good living and they can succeed expectations, great. We're happy for them. Yeah. All these players to succeed. But we, we know that historically back to the quarterback position, 80% of them not, aren't going to work. Yeah. 90% of them. But you know what? Again, it goes back to if you're in a position to get, the best talent that fits your system. And that's the thing we have to emphasize your system. Just because a guy was great in college doesn't equate to he, him being great in the pros and vice versa. Yeah. And, and quite honestly, I, you know, I've said it before in one of our, our other shows, I hate the draft process. Um, I really do. I think it's, uh, it feels, it feels very, um, you know, slave trade-ish, so to speak, of what they're doing, where you, when you have most other professions, when you come out of college and you're trying to enter the workforce, you go to like a job fair or you go interview at several different companies and they make you an offer and you, you choose between the best offer for you. Um, I kind of wish the NFL or, or these sports, you know, the sport, sporting world would get to that, where it doesn't matter. You make yourself eligible for a team, you know, to be drafted, not be drafted, but to be a professional. And you go interview at different teams and teams can figure out who they want to sign, who they want to offer. They all still have the same salary cap, but you can make your, your roster up based on how you want to and who you want to pay and how much you want to pay. And, um, and you don't, you get away from all this. I got to run for you so you can see how fast I am or I got to stand in front of you in my draws so you can look at my body. Like that, to me, that, that like, I, I, I mean, I really hate the whole draft and combine process. I, I think it is stupid because at the end of the day, you can turn on the film and see what these guys did and these, or ladies, you know, for their sports, you can turn it on and see what they did in competition and see how they performed against other top competition. And then you make your decision based off that. Like, I don't understand. I, I well, I understand, but I, I hate the draft process. And I, I, I can tell, I could do a whole episode on that, that joint right there. So um, I wish that, you know, him the best. I wish all these guys the best because what they're going through now is people can constantly nitpicking and trying to you know tear them down or um uh, and all that stuff has a psychological effect some of them can use it as fuel to prove haters or doubters wrong um some of them you know it can kind of put you in the tank when people you looking at you and treating you like just a, a physical specimen um so that's my two cents yeah yeah agreed all i gotta say is not too bad for a running back <laughs> shots out to lamar jackson hey For draft sure. prospects we wish you guys well go niners there is a right or wrong decision okay <laughs> all right they go mess this up because your ass petty <laughs> 
Mike, Mike, sports family, he just disregard Mike, please. He's the, he's the same person in college who called me at my job at Blockbuster Video to tell yeah, me about a third uh, 49er player that uh, was sick. And I stayed up all night and morning watching Sports Center. And I, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Whatever. Friends. Years. Years <laughs> How ago. many of us have them? <laughs> <laughs> all right, sports family. That is a wrap. Have a great weekend. Peace. Peace.